<laughs> did you play sports growing up? I did. What did you play? I played basketball a lot. That was one of those things where, like, I feel like everyone growing up in our time kind of, like, you know, played some basketball. But, yeah, I, like, played basketball up until JV, <laughs> and then I played football, and uh, that's probably the sport I played the most. Were you any good? I think I was pretty good. Where, what position did you play? I played um, I played cor- some corner, and then I did, like, some slot receiver and running back stuff on offense, and I uh, returned punts and kicks. And I actually was the kicker, too. Damn, that's hard. It's also one of the positions that, like, really opens you up for a very unique level of personal humiliation in team sports. Yeah, I mean, I I personally um, never liked that I was the football guy who, like, grew up playing, like, soccer 24-7 before I was old enough to play football. So then when I got to high school, it was like, well, who can kick? And I would just sort of like reluctantly raise my hand. I think I can do it. And then so I would kick. And uh, this my, my sophomore year, all my friends saw me like warming up at, as kicker on like on the varsity team. And they were like, so you got moved up to varsity just to kick, dude. Come on. And I was just like, oh, God, this is this is not something that needs to start. Did you ever whiff it? Uh, no, not really. But in practice, the coach got this like bright idea to like tie wind sprints to like me making a kick. <laughs> so this one day I was just not, I was just not feeling it in practice. And like all of the linemen were like threatening to beat me up because I kept missing. And I was just like, dude, I don't know, man, I'm tired too. I'm just trying to make it so I can go home and you know, and all these guys are like 18. I'm like 14 years old. I'm like, I'm just like, just trying to make friends, you know? And so, so I, I used to fake like I wasn't any good after that so I could get replaced. And um, so that worked for a little while. And then um, they found me out senior year and I, I had to kick again. So when did you start playing in bands? I was um, around the same age, like 14. Yeah, um, I it, it was like actually like a little bit of a, like I lived like a little bit of a double life, and my um, my parents didn't even know that I was doing it, and uh, you know p- partially because I was like not home a lot, and then partially because like I didn't want them to know because I thought that you know they would think that I was like wasting my time or something. And um, yeah, I was like a, I was one of three rappers in a rap metal band. Oh, hell yeah. What was it called? Well, the first iteration was called the GDS project. What what did GDS stand for? Just our, uh, the rappers uh, first initials. Yeah, it wasn't cool. Uh, <laughs> we, we were cool. I thought like, you know, we actually had fans like, you know, and which was a pretty big step for like, you know, a group of 14, 15 year olds. And then the second iteration was same front people and a different band, but we were called the human beans. Spell that. Uh, human B E A N S. <laughs> well, at least it didn't end in a Z. No, nah, 
Yeah. But yeah, it, it the, the the second one was probably like a little better because we were older and uh, you know. You teach kids guitar now, right? That's like your day job. It's my day job. What would you say is like the average age of a, a, a kid you got? Eleven. What is the go-to learning uh, a song on guitar for an eleven-year-old now? Is it still "Come as You Are" by Nirvana? Uh, yeah. It's weird because, like, you know, there's a few types of kids that come through. Some of them are more like they know that they don't like like loud rock stuff or something, or they've decided in their head that that's not what they like. So the second you tell them that you're teaching them Nirvana, they're like, eh, I don't want to do that. And it's like, kid, you can't even make a power chord. Like, just just learn the thing, you know? Do the kids think it's cool or do they, do they not, I, I mean, I'm sure you can't generalize it totally, but like for the kids, is it like, a, do they think they're being rebellious going to School of Rock or is this like an after school activity for them? Um. I think it's mostly the latter. It's just some kids like actually like it. You know what I mean? It's not it's not a method of rebellion so much so as it it's just like something that they like to do with other kids. And I think it stops being cool or uh around fourteen if the kid hasn't really taken to it. That then it's like turns into like a chore because their parents are making them go because they don't have, you know, they don't do anything but play Fortnite after school. What was the first band where it felt like you were doing something that was more than just like playing with your friends? Like it was like a thing you had to like maintain and grow and go on tour and record and shit. Um, I mean, I think all my bands really like even the beginning ones, we were like really into it, you know, um, we didn't really have like the capabilities to like go on tour in high school and we didn't, we barely got recordings done because of like money and like access to equipment. I think in the like early 2000s, late 90s, you know, late 90s, meaning like 1999, literally. Yeah, like I don't think that there is nearly as much Pro Tools, you know, like yeah, there was like the Task of War Tracker, nothing pretty much. Yeah, it wasn't like a home recording. Like, like now it's just so accessible. Like you can find that stuff everywhere. You can get yourself a payment plan. Were you guys (laughs) able to go on tour or like play outside of your town? We didn't really know that that was like a possibility. I think if, if we knew that like any sort of DIY touring was possible, we would have like lied to our parents and like gone on like a, a two week tour to like California just to say we did. By the time we could drive, we definitely would have done something like that. But I don't think we like knew that that's like, you know, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. world to us was still relatively small. And um, then my bands in college sort of got to that point where we were like, oh, yeah, we can like play out of town and like people will come. What was the first band you went on that like toured? Um, It was a band called Lonely Are the Brave. That band also had two two iterations, but the second of which I feel like, you know, we had just 
graduated college about. And um, we had met other bands that were like, you know, getting the touring van and like all the stuff and doing that. And they weren't even like going super far. It was just kind of like, and they were just booking it on their laptops, you know? Yeah. We That's actually how I met Namdi. In 2009, his band was coming through um, Silver Spring, Maryland, and um, they needed a place to crash. And they also needed a, like a last minute show. And so my, my friend, Sam, who's insane, his mom was, or his parents were out of town. So he was like, they can stay Hell here. Yeah. They can stay Hell here. Yeah. And we're going to have a show in my basement. Hell yeah. Like that same night. And uh, so they played with us and then they played another show with my, I, I had two bands at the time. And so like they played with my one band uh, the one night and then they played with my other band the next night. And uh, it was pretty cool. And like, you know, I met some other people that were doing that. And I was like, at that time, I was like starting to get more serious about music where I was like, oh, maybe I could like, do more with this and so um by the time i got to berkeley like boston times i was already like pretty reared to go on that front so have, have you gone on a tour since the pandemic nope first one is uh in two or three weeks oh damn how you feeling good a little nervous but um good nonetheless i um you know i mean i feel like it was like a, a like a reflex muscle to get it you know going in the past and now like i have to really like you know make myself like zero in on the details and things like that and things i need to get ready so i'm, I'm a little nervous just because there's a lot of moving parts how long are you going out for? Um, this one's just eight days. Oh, okay. That's not that bad. Yeah. And then I have one with, uh, with Pyle in October. It's like two weeks. So that'll be more substantial. It, it, you don't have to reveal this if you don't want to, but this, this eight-day tour, are, are you at motel Airbnb status or are you crashing with friends on this tour? Um, I mean, it would probably be a lot more financially responsible for us to crash with friends. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think like the, we're at the weird part of the pandemic where nobody's sure how bad it is. So I think that like, we're going to try to take like whatever small precautions we can, like, you know, try to stick together like me and the other band and not see people and just try to like keep it conservative with the hangs. It, well, it, you know, it, it's summertime, so I feel like we could probably get away with like just generally trying to hang outside and probably like avoid, you know, bad stuff. But who knows? What city are you looking forward to the most? Chicago. 